When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. That's the only thing making mom cry now is the blues power play. <laughs> Hadn't been real productive. No. 0 for 8, eh? Yeah. But the defense is tightened up. Eh? Is yeah. Bennington an MVP candidate? Ooh. Well, so far he would be. I mean, he looks rock solid. He does. That player on the team. They've allowed two or fewer goals in their first two games. And back-to-back, they did that exactly zero times last year. How about year. that? Two or fewer goals in back-to-back games. A little more firepower offensively and, uh, you know, parade down market. Eh? Yeah, yeah I with no I don't money, know. it's going to be hard to get those offensive production. I don't know if they have enough offense to, to oh, be that, a contender. No way. Tell that to the Coyotes on Thursday night. Yeah. Well, that team's like a double-A affiliate, so I might not. They don't have a building to play in. <laughs> so what? Uh, Blues winning over the Kraken on Saturday night. Doug, I was in a spot. I don't know how many members of the dais outside of Jackson are gamblers. Jackson? I gamble. How'd you do this weekend? Not great, going to be honest. I live bet USC. Uh, they wouldn't give me the, uh, the money line at halftime, but they gave me a 10.5-point spread, which was paying 2-1 to one to the money. Um, and uh, Caleb Williams decided uh, we're not going to make Jackson any money this weekend. Boy, this Caleb Williams. <laughs> and then uh, No Sunday. St. Louis show covers Caleb Williams as well. As I mean, TMA. USC doesn't say Caleb Williams' name right. more on radio than we do. Yeah, so I uh, – and then – Sunday, I just played like a dumb little parlay that almost hit had uh, San Francisco scored one more touchdown. But what are you going to do? That's so it's like, you need it over. Uh, I had them two and a half team total touchdowns for the game, and they only scored two. Wow. Yeah, brutal. I also had that lined up with the under in the Houston New Orleans game, and then Justin Tucker over six points kicking. Weird parlay, I know. But that covered. That Tucker and the under covered, but the. Uh, the Niners. Well, the 49ers not score more than two and a half touchdowns. I, I, that was the one I was least concerned about going into the into Sunday's games. Yep. Is Justin Tucker the best NFL kicker ever? Yeah. Yes. Of all time? I think he's up there in the leading scorer category. I dropped yeah. him from my fantasy team. No, he ain't good enough for me. <laughs> Why did you do <laughs> that? You dropped a kicker? He had to go pick up another kicker. He got me 20 points. What up, random huh. guy from the uh, Rams? It's just, it seems like most positions have a guy where you say yep there's the greatest of all time and you can argue in a quarterback maybe but i don't know that anybody ever says that about kickers and i I guess he might be it they're all all these like i'm looking at the top 20 highest scoring players of all time they're all kickers yeah all kickers well reichert became the highest scoring alabama player of all time you think of alabama's history and it's 
current kicker, Will mm-hmm. Reichert, who is the leading scorer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't judge it on scoring. I just mean, who do you think is the best? Yeah. I In mean, all of history, the guy you'd want out there for a like a 55-yarder at the last play of the game. Set the NFL record last year with a game-winning kick with like 66 against Detroit. I wonder if, if as time goes by and evolution does its thing, in 15, 20 years from now, if they're kicking like 75-yard field goals, 70-yarders? Maybe. It keeps moving back. I think I think Tucker – no, it was Mevis who said he made one from 75 in practice. Yeah, but practice is so much different. What's going to be like when he hits a 75-yarder yeah. between the hedges on <laughs> November 4th at about uh, 6 p.m.? pretty cool. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, I guess with the with – the, Retractable roofs now kind of being the standard. Some of the elements might not be in play, which could both help and hurt, you know, having yeah. downwind. We have a, da- a dome in downtown St. Louis. Big time, yeah. It's we, not useful. It's, it's, almost, for... it's almost like a shelter. I wouldn't even call it like a <laughs> <Yeah>. dome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doug, so here's the situation I had. Five-game parlay. All the games were on Saturday night. Guess what was in the parlay. Go. Oh, I got to guess all five games? Jackson my, Jackson tends to know where I bet. Mizzou he, and he knows Kentucky. my NFL plays. Mizzou, Kentucky. Okay, what did I bet? You bet on Mizzou. I did, money line. Did you do Alabama, Arkansas at all? That was a day game. Oh, okay. Notre Dame, USC, because you're a huge Caleb Williams guy, and uh, we cover him like no one else. That's, that's correct, except I took Notre Dame minus three. I loved Notre Dame okay. minus three this week. Ah. Uh, Colorado, Stanford? That was a Friday night affair. Oh, you took but it went into Saturday. I took North Carolina, Nice Jackson. One more football game. Can we have initials, please? LSU. Uh, Louisiana State University <laughs> Tigers. Yes! Nice. How'd you get that? Huh? Almost went Louisiana Tech. And that, so all yeah. of those are covering, and there's not really much of a sweat on any of them. But then I got the note. Mm. I got the note. Mm-hmm. I liked what I saw on Thursday in Dallas, and I thought Seattle's on a three-game road trip to start the season. They're 0-2. They just want to get back to the Pacific Northwest. It's a tough spot when you're playing Vancouver, Seattle. You're playing in those cities, and you're wrapping up a road trip. Tends to be, check the numbers, whores! Oh, don't call us that. And so I thought I'll get the Blues, even though I realized scoring maybe at a premium this year. The defense, Doug, it's a new system. They executed against a much better team on Thursday night. I'll get the note. Oh, God, it's one-to-one. Mm-hmm. So now, in something I really didn't expect to have happen, even though Missouri's playing Kentucky, I'm locked in on Jamie Rivers and John Kelly on my, uh, what do you call it, a laptop? Yeah. Because yeah. the great producer, Joe, told me that the game was on ESPN Plus again. I might be able to get ready, rid of some of this, would you call it superfluous cable I have? I wouldn't say that. No. So I'm watching that on my laptop, and I'm going, I got a live bet to hedge, because I know all the other four games my parlay are good, so I got to put a little taste on Seattle. But because we live in Missouri, which is a progressive mm-hmm. state, uh, we're the only state in the, uh, in the in, in of all of our border states. Am I correct that doesn't have sports gambling? Is that correct? I, I don't know. I think Arkansas, Arkansas doesn't. Yeah, I think Arkansas. Yeah, usually it's it's Arkansas and Missouri and in New York and California. Morale, like we, you talk about, like you know, we have moral standards here. Thank you, in Missouri. We don't we don't mess with. Well, we, we know we, we do. We the fear law- the good book. We've Ew. heard the lawmakers say it's because of some of these bars. 
<laughs> little it things they have in bars is. That, that is not uh, regulated. Yes. Sorry, Arkansas does have it. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, we'll focus on Mississippi next. So the site you had, you bet the uh, five-game parlay didn't have live betting? That is correct, Iggy. Wow. Uh, Oklahoma's the only one that doesn't. Well, another wonderful. Yeah. So I'm stuck here, and now I don't know what the hell to do because now we're going into overtime in sweet mother of mercy. I, I, Chris Kerber's doing a great thing. I think it's super smart. I would recommend people, if you're a Blues fan, subscribe to it. He does a podcast following games, uh, just like a 15, 20-minute kind of a wrap-up, but with his perspective, him and Joey Vitale, they had Steve Ott following the game on Saturday. And one of the things Kerber is observing is that they've changed the playoff tiebreaker where it used to be overtime wins, and now overtime wins don't have the impact that they used to. So if a team knows that it's at a disadvantage in overtime, what you're what you're seeing, and you're going again. This is I'm sure some people listening know what I'm talking about because you saw Dallas do it, but you really saw Seattle do it. They just kind of skate around with the puck, and so for real, I don't know who was on the Blues' initial shift. I know Robert Thomas was. He was on the ice, I think, for three minutes to start overtime. Couldn't get off the ice. Falk was out there, and it might have been Cairo. And Seattle just skates around with the puck, and they exit the zone, and then they kind of run like a weave like you did in grade school basketball. Mm. And then they try to get in, and if they can't get any space, then they exit, and then they go back out. So over time now, people are playing for shootouts if they don't feel like they have an advantage in the three-on-three. Because mm-hmm. what it used to be, if you remember, when they went to this three-on-three, which you recommended to Wayne Gretzky. Right. Uh, how much fun it is. It is fun because teams would go on the attack – but if they missed the scoring opportunity when they were attacking the opposition, then what would happen? Then the other team would immediately go on a rush, mm-hmm. and then it would probably end. You either had to score on your initial rush. If not, you were screwed. And so now hockey overtimes are turning into gridlock. It wouldn't bother me if they just played three-on-three three until someone scored. Don't do the shootout. Just just play three-on-three three until someone scored. Shootouts should not exist. I don't get I kind of agree with your take. Doug? Yeah, I'm with At least you're playing hockey. Yeah, I kind of agree with your take, actually. Because what's happening now, again, I mean, this is, this is just a sample size of two games, but Kerber and Vitaly were talking about it on Kerber's podcast, and I'm anxious to talk about it with, uh, with Rutherford. If this is now the strategy in overtimes, or maybe it's just because the Blues really lack firepower minus a couple of guys, that teams are just kind of going, okay, if we can get it, we got to control the puck. And so the Blues just have guys out there who are dying, and then they finally get numbers, and Kairou's just like dead as he skates into mm-hmm. the Seattle zone, and he tries to get the puck on net or pass the puck, and he just can't. I mean, he's been out there for three minutes. They never The Blues had it. the puck for 30 seconds of the five. Yeah. That was the math. Yeah. And then it goes into, and Bennington again was sick, and then they go into the shootout, and fortunately... They get it, and the fact that I couldn't live bet did not cost me what was uh, a nice a nice hit what because of I just bet Blues money line. I bet Missouri money line. Mm-hmm. I gave up three North Carolina against Miami, gave up three Notre Dame against USC, and gave up I think eleven and a half LSU against Auburn. Just kind of have a sense that LSU's mm-hmm. going to so go. So your off. overtime win counted. Yes. Okay. Whereas mine didn't. No. Were we talking about the soccer bet from last year? Yeah. Still stung by that a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't it say in the bat? Or... It does. 
Oh, As a matter of fact, I was considering betting the Blues minus a half goal because it would have given me better odds, as in better return odds, but I saw that it would not count in overtime, and therefore I bet the Blues money line. See, I don't read the small print. <laughs> well, you should. If you're going to put your money up there. It's too small. Betting spreads in hockey is kind of silly anyways because you get an empty netter and it really kind of just ruins your bet. Yeah. Always take money line. Well. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Ken. Two entirely different sports. Well, so what? It's still betting is betting. <laughs> Two entirely different sets of rules. It's accounting. So football. Brian Henshin, Doug so, uh, Jaguars. Does it count in football? Overtimes? Yep. Brian, does it count in football? You can call in 636-9004-TMA. It should count. It should always count. Yeah, Watching one team rag the puck around for four minutes is awful. That's from Strap On 18. Hey, come on. Yeah, they might have a situation with the overtimes in the NHL. But again, I recognize the Blues offensively may be on the lower tier of the NHL in 2023-2024. I really don't know how they're going to score many goals. This might be like no. watching the Ravens play in 2000. It could be. You you know, think Ed be. Reed is there between the pipes. <laughs> you know, Ray Lewis just holding four. Like, Bennington needs to play about 65 games this year, I feel like, in order to make the playoffs. And they're not going to do that. They lost Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Barbashev. Then there was another forward, too. Coles. <laughs> yeah, Demetrius. DP57. Yeah. Ron Brindamore. No, nice. we're going back a little. Yeah, Brett Hall left, too. <laughs> I'm just saying that just within a year... They lost three or four of their top offensive players and didn't really replace them at all. And two of them, I think, got paid Why and won one of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Kevin Hayes. I'm saying he's, he's no black. Jackson Karasinko. hates his number. I do. Ugh. 12. What's wrong with 12? Bootsy. That just doesn't look good. Tell Adam yeah, Oates. It would have looked good, Kevin Boy, Hayes. When he said that on 101, all hell oh, broke yeah. loose because immediately Adam Oates. Numbers in the 80s look good for forwards. Not You like Bedard at 98? Yeah, it looks good. Well, Big numbers, don't 12. Hockey players traditionally had very low numbers. They'd go from 1 to 31. You're going way back. And that was it. And now they're all over the map. But well, I, I don't understand why 12 would bug you. I just, it's aesthetically not a very pleasing <laughs> number. Why? But how I, about... just, I, I, I can't explain it. My eyes just don't like it when I see it. I, I really, it's a it's a purely personal take. What number did you wear at Ledoux? Mm, Basketball? Mm. Yeah. Five. Okay. The Jackson Five. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Was that your reason? Always a bit. <laughs> Always a sketch. Yep. Save that one for Always one on one. Number five. You people like Namath. I didn't. The number just didn't do it for me. So you don't like 12 either? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of 12. I'll tell you what's All terrible. Right, the number eight. Yeah, also like, aesthetically unpleasing. I don't like the number eight. Unless in it's any on Kobe's source. jersey. Tell that yeah. to, to who, Doug? Tell it Ovechkin, to who? the great eight. <laughs> Sam Bradford. That is true. Ovechkin dominates. Don't like the look. That's what they call him, the great eight. Oh, yeah, he's. Yeah. Putty. Yogi Berra, he did fine with eight. No. The Yankees of, thing is weird, though. They got all their single digits are gone. Now. They're going to have to release some of those numbers. <laughs> oh, dude. Got nothing left. I always want to judge 72s and ugh. Yeah. He likes Bedard. Move to Chicago. Go to Boys Town and get gaped, Pale. Oh. That's from Steve, and he's in Wildwood. Come on, Pale. I, I don't really care I just about Bedard. I just think the number looks good. Yeah, 98 looks good. 
Guys, they lost Brad Boys, too. That was crushing. That's yeah. from Alan Dadeville, and he's willing to give Brock Bowers his ankle. Mm-hmm. Doug, what if Bazori gets Georgia without Brock Bowers? Oh, yeah. I don't he think it matters, He is a Heisman right? candidate as a tight end. <laughs> I don't think it matters. It might. He's one of the best players oh, in the country. Oh, he's unbelievable. But it, just, that team is absolutely loaded. Their defense is so damn good. Well, they didn't exactly have their way with Vanderbilt. I, again, like, Missouri didn't have their way with South Dakota. Like uh, The thing that I wonder about out. Georgia, and I know this is one of Gabe's theories. He'll be with us at 9 o'clock, brought to you by James Carlton. Is Georgia kind of picks and chooses when they play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Kentucky got their dander up a little bit because they're like, oh, Kentucky's undefeated and thinks they might be able to beat us. I guess we'll play this time. And then otherwise, they've just kind of taken halves off. They're kind of like load managers, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Vanderbilt did jump out to a 7 nothing lead on Georgia. Uh, I think Indiana jumped out to a 7 nothing lead on Michigan. There was a time where the number one and number two teams were losing. And I feel like that happens a lot in college football. And then they just get the doors blown off of them. Where either the other, the little, yeah. you know, 30 point underdog gets the points on the board and then just gets massacred the rest of the way. I well, don't know why well, that happens, but that's what's. The longer the game goes in any sport, the longer the game goes, the more likely the better But why is it that these weaker teams are able to put points on the board first and then. And I don't have an answer to it. I know you don't either. It's just an odd thing. But then they don't score again the rest yeah. of the game. You know, it winds up being 51 to 7 or something like that. Like Indiana and Michigan, that was hilarious. Indiana went up 7 nothing. And I think Michigan scored seven touchdowns and two field goals, and Indiana didn't score a point. Wow. It's, it's an That's odd deal. I mean, as a Missouri fan, I've seen, like back in the Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas A&M murder scenes, you go, oh, Missouri's up on Nebraska. And then they'd lose 77-7 to mm-hmm. or something like that. It just would be grotesque. And that still goes on now. That was Michigan, Indiana, and, and Georgia, and, and Vanderbilt. Maybe when, you, when you're overmanned, you come out excited to play, super excited to play, you're all jacked up. And that adrenaline carries you for a little while. Yeah. And then the other team eventually just hammers away because they've got the superior personnel. I have a feeling Georgia's going to choose to play against Missouri. Next Georgia weeks. has uh, Florida the week before, and we are not actually allowed to call that game. World's largest cocktail party. God, I just did. I well, attended it a few times. I wasn't going to dump it, but actually they said if we even say it, we're done. We're gone. Well, what word is it? Is it the cocktail word? Party. <laughs> you can't say party? But this Georgia team is not as good as the one Missouri took to the wire. What percentage would you give the Fighting Tigers against the Georgia Bulldogs who have won 700 straight games? 700. I think 20- it's like 28 or something. It's 20. been since, like, 2021 since they last yeah. lost. I give them 23%. Holy I crap! What I think is a pretty good number. That is super high. Yeah. Really I don't think, well, Missouri's not ass. Like, they were. Missouri's they, not ass. That's not a glowing indictment of our squad. <laughs> I'm just saying Missouri is a better team than they were when they played Georgia last time, and Georgia is a worse team. I'm not saying Georgia's. The game is also in Columbia last time it's very true it's true i just i don't know if i see a slip up in georgia i think missouri would be the one to capitalize just by how their offense works Cleavy wade says three 33 percent i think Cleavy. 23 is about as high as i would ever go in this scenario i think georgia like came that. in town says 47.3 that is know. that's fan it's a coin right flip <laughs> now it's ace king against pocket queens run well, it let's game. run it twice i'll run it twice fine two percent 
Maybe so he goes two. It's probably realistic would be in the two to five percent. My number is it was last week five percent. I would put it at seven to eight percent. Momentum. My man. wife and I are talking about going to the game just on the off chance we are to witness history. Need to get past the Gamecocks first. I'm not doing that as like a way to communicate with people on a message board. I'm just saying, eh, if they lose to South Carolina, it doesn't necessarily have the same pop. But, yeah, Georgia. Going to Athens? Yeah, I know. Fly into Atlanta, hang out for a couple Hell nights, yeah. and then shoot on over. Producer Joe's old haunt, Doug. Well, yeah, he went a, to Georgia State. He did. But he's, a, he's, a, he's a big uh, bulldog guy. Ooh, Zaxby's. God. One time I've had that. One time I was able to have that, and it was so damn good. It's like a Chick-fil-A. Somewhere. With soppins, though, with yeah. a lot of soppins. Good soppins and wingy-wingy. Ooh, Bill's yeah. wings. That, that place is fire, man. It's fast food one. chicken. It's okay, but it's not that much different than everywhere else. If there was, instead of a Lee's chicken by my place, oh, I like Zaxby's. Lee's. <laughs> I like Lee's, too, but I'm saying if there was a Zaxby's, that'd be yeah. dangerous. Warson Woods Wacko gives Missouri 69% chance of winning mm, against Georgia. Be real. I'd say 10%. What? If you played 10 times, I think you'd get one win out of it. Zach's wife, Gummy, says 0%. Oh. oh, there's always... Georgia came in last year and sleptwalked through the game in Columbia. I'm sure they came in thinking this won't be a problem for us. Missouri, we had this as a W all year long. And then they got, you know, a bit of a wake-up call. I don't think it'll happen again. That end of schedule sucks, though, for Missouri. I guess they do have two home games there. But, man, that's a kind of a gauntlet, you know, after South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, and then Arkansas to finish up. I still say they can win I th- every I th- game yeah. and they can lose every game. I, I truly feel that way. I, I, do I expect either one? Absolutely not. I would actually say the percentage of them winning the, more, the rest of their games is higher than the percentage of them losing the rest of the games. So you see what I'm they, saying? Yeah. So if they win out, they're in the SEC championship game. If Missouri like, wins the SEC, Missouri's playing in the college football playoff. And so Gabe yesterday, this, this was a, does everybody agree with that? I mean, I don't know how oh, that, that would be. Oh, 100%. You win the SEC. Because that means right? you've won in Athens and then you've beat neither LSU or Alabama. I don't think there's another team that could be in the mix for the SEC West, right? No. Could, could Ole Miss? Ole Miss lost to Alabama, though. Yeah, unless Bama loses to LSU. Yeah, Ole Miss has a backdoor chance to make it. Don't say backdoor. I like it. I think it's the right the way to call it. Ole Miss would have the tiebreaker against LSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So LSU is going to have to win in Tuscaloosa, which I think is possible. It certainly is. Alabama's messed around. They've done a lot of messing around. Don't you like that? I mean, they messed around well, like they with Sandy Pittman. Around, I guess. Oh, is that from P's, T's, and A's? Yeah, that's their all John Candy. Every week I see oh, they're in man. trouble, and I think, oh, good, maybe Alabama will lose. And then, sure enough, they wind up winning. Their defense is always comes up in the fourth quarter just to be – they yeah. just turn into – because I watched a little bit of that game, too, and it's like, what the hell am I watching? They got a QB problem. Yeah, I. Well, I think they straightened it out. I think well, he's by good three against Arkansas. Pardon me. They only beat Arkansas by three. The thing is, they have two five-star quarterbacks backing him up. If they don't, you know, if, if you can't get three or two five stars and one four-star, any production that that's not on them on the quarterbacks. I mean, word on the street is they're trying to get Caleb Williams to transfer to Alabama. Mm. That would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. He just runs the gambit of Oklahoma. He's making uh, $2.8 million a year. I think he gets in NIL money. I think uh, Sanders is making 4.2. He's the highest priced. Well, you did see if Caleb Williams did decide to come back. Now, this is barring a national championship in a Heisman, I do believe. But still, 5 to $7 million 
in NIL. So, really? uh, Doug, the Colonel sent this out, and you can ask him about it at uh, 9 o'clock when he joins us. Uh, last night is a perfect example. He sent this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, last night is a perfect example of why Mizzou fans should be ecstatic. The playoff is going to 12 teams. As of today, it's almost impossible for the Tigers to make the CFP this year. If we were at 12, last night would have been an elimination game. I didn't really think much of the tweet. Um, I, I, I suppose I have higher hopes for that, which Gabe would call almost impossible, but I certainly understand it. I mean, not only does Missouri have to win in Georgia, period, they also have to beat South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and in, in Fayetteville. I mean, those, those are not gimmies. Yeah, but that's know? fair. Usually if you're going to be in the Final Four, you've, you've beaten the teams that are on your schedule. Maybe you have a loss, maybe one, but you right. don't have three or four. Right. So uh, that did not play well. Uh, Gabe didn't know what the hell hit him. I couldn't believe what I saw. So wh- where was the tweet from? Who was it? It was a Missouri Realist tweet. George. What did, what did he say? He said, why don't you become Power Kansas or something? Oh, I'm paraphrasing if you're not rocking with this. I don't believe Realist George realized that it was not a fan account and that it's a, a journalism account. Let's start calling him Power Jayhawk. <laughs> so, yeah, he says if you're not Power Hawk. with us, you're against <laughs> us or something. I'm paraphrasing. But that was... Basically, what it was. If you are my, my guess is to what Gabe's internal and maybe external reaction was. He probably sighed, shook his head, and goes, well, "How much more do I want to do this?" That's where I, I was Opens like, "I wonder if Gabe's going to say anything." He made a he made essentially a statistical observation, and then was considered to be a Kansas fan. Yep. By Missouri D lineman. Missouri defensive lineman <laughs> on Twitter, and then a bunch of people are like, "Get his ass!" Yeah, I saw that. They're like, they're like laughing emoji, bury him. I was like, what? "Oh what? my god!" I was like, "He just said it's almost impossible, but he didn't say it was." Impossible. <laughs> and it so. is because you got to beat Georgia, the number one, at which I gave twenty three percent champ. But like, <laughs> it's not like you got cupcakes three left to go and. You know, you're and be Tennessee pl- and Florida and South Carolina and Arkansas. All like, in a row. Like, that's mm-hmm. insane. That's well, you can tweet that every week then, can he? <laughs> what? Yeah, Tonight, you tonight's could. an elimination game. Well, every, every game's an elimination game if it's only four. So you can tweet that every week. Especially with one loss. Every, yeah, every yeah, next week's an elimination game for sure. Mm-hmm. And the week after that. Yeah, if you have no losses, you beat LSU. You got a little comfort zone there for a stumble. Now you got to be perfect. But it's... It's an elimination game every week for most every team that's in the running, except for maybe Georgia right now. I would say for Georgia, Michigan, Michigan Ohio, Ohio State, State, Washington, yeah. UNC. They could, they could still. UNC, Florida State, I guess, but there is a chance, Texas, there is a chance this year that you could have one of those big boys be left out. I don't think that's going to happen. And by that, I mean an undefeated. Power Five, the last year of Power Five, not get in. Well, and if that have... were the case, I don't. I feel like Florida State kind of gets crapped on, and I think that's a lot about the optics against of, of their wins in Clemson and um, what was the other one, Boston College. But I mean, they beat the hell out of LSU, and I oh, think yeah. when it's all said and done, I think that's going to be a really impressive win. You know, keeping Jaden Daniels in check. So I don't think Florida State's necessarily the one on the outside. Looking in. I think Washington's the one that's going to fly under the radar for most people. They got a chance in the spotlight Saturday afternoon. But, you know, those West Coast teams, if they're not USC, they fly or Oregon, they fly under the radar. And Washington is legit. 
And they shouldn't because they had three in the top ten prior to Saturday and I think six in the top 25. Right. I mean, if Washington goes undefeated, Washington's in, period. But that is not going to be easy. I mean, that is a gauntlet in the Pac-12. I mean, the Big Ten North is- Carolina, on the other hand, is undefeated with the antithesis of a gauntlet. And that's why I say keep an eye on North Carolina. I think they might be good. They got that receiver through the NCAA after the, he was not allowed to play. I can't remember what his name is. You know his name, Jackson? He, uh, they, Mac Brown was raging that they didn't let him play, and then now he's back. For UNC? For UNC. Either way, I mean, you just look at their schedule, and you go, who the hell's going to beat North Carolina? I'm not saying North Carolina's one of the four best teams. I'm just saying they could wind up being the ACC champion, and they will have played damn near no one. Just like Iowa is, is likely going to be 11-1, and one and they score like a, a point a game. I think, they, I think they're averaging a point a game. Tez Walker. Tez Walker. Tez Walker. Don't they play Florida State or not? Uh, Florida State's not on the schedule, I don't believe, because I looked at the schedule and I was pretty certain that the only tough game left for North Carolina, Jackson, could you look this up, yeah. is Clemson. Uh, yes, that I is believe left. that is the game. I mean, they got like Campbell coming up. They Campbell's got- playing well, Campbell. Doug. Campbell. Soup people? S- Soupy Campbell. <laughs> yeah, they got Virginia, who's double-A team. They're Georgia, a double-A team now. Georgia Tech, they play craft double-A team. Georgia, Georgia Tech can sneak up on you if you don't uh-huh. kneel. Yeah, it's facts. Single-A team in Campbell, but then they they have Duke, but that's in uh, in Chapel Hill. Duke's, Duke's legit. There. Duke's yeah. legit, and then they got to go to Death Valley and play Clemson and then finish out the year uh, against NC State. Yeah. I mean, normally you'd go, oh, that Clemson game, that's the one that's going to get them, but I just don't know with Clemson. I think Duke is the one that uh, probably people in Chapel Hill are nervous about. But when you got a guy like Drake May under center, yeah, a lot more confident. He might be. The they're best just really good, but they're not a brand, and that's so much college football is about brands, even if the teams aren't that great, which is why I was saying that nationally – the LSU win would give Missouri more equity, but Kentucky might be the tougher opponent. Now, having watched him play, I don't think that way. But uh, I, and I think, that, and this is the only thing with regards to the Georgia thing and Plowhawk. I don't know, you know, if you're like a hundred percent serious about the twenty-three percent thing. I am. You are. All right. God bless. Um, it, it, there's, I mean, you know, I put it at a better than forty percent chance Missouri gets run, you know, by seventeen well, points or more. <laughs> But I, I think that the style of LSU was super difficult for Missouri, whereas I think the style of a team like Kentucky was more conducive to Missouri. They didn't have that running quarterback that uh, can kill you, and Georgia doesn't either. And the Brock Bowers thing is something to keep an eye on. Uh, that's a real situation. That's why Alan Dadeville, our big Georgia fan, has been talking about you know, he wants to he wants to do an ankle transplant. They don't do those. But if he gave That's his ankle to Brock Bowers, what a story that would be. You guys ought to cover that on Sports Sunday. We probably would, yeah. And as important as his Georgia career is to him, I'm sure, you got to probably have a couple people in his ear going, you know, you don't want to come back early. He's a top five pick, potentially. You know, so, like, are, is he going to risk it when even a, a loss against Missouri could still get you in the college football play? I don't know. I, I, I think the Big Ten is the most wide open one because I have Penn State winning. Got this Penn State thing. going to Columbus this Saturday. Okay. I got Penn State winning the Big Ten. Wow. Yeah, Michigan's good. I, Michigan's I think Ohio State. Really Michigan's good. really. I think they've given up forty-eight sick. points all year. Those Literally PJ forty-eight just, points all year. Those three teams steamroll everybody else. JJ McCarthy, good. PJ Flex said uh, Michigan was the best team he ever coached against. Yeah, I just think Penn State just. I don't know, they're gritty. I think that's going to be a fun game, Michigan-Penn State, November 11th. I think that'll be great. 
So is that in Ann Arbor? It's got to it be in Happy Valley. It's in Happy Valley. Yeah, maybe. because That's there's no way they got Penn State going to Columbus and Ann Arbor. No. So Penn State's in Columbus this weekend, and then they go to, uh, they host Michigan. That's insane. Woo, so I think Jim Big Dandy. Ten is open up for snatch. Big one. Ten is as top heavy as the day is long. Would you mm-hmm. not agree? Who's the fourth best team? God. The eleven and one, soon to be eleven and one, Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, gonna ha- yeah, have to be. They're in the top twenty-five too. Yeah, Iowa. God, that is, and they had thirty-seven yards of total offense. <laughs> it's like watching paint dry when you watch those teams play. Big Ten did you, is did tough you tune to into Wisconsin? Iowa, Iowa Wisconsin. They scored ten points. Maryland and Illinois. Illinois got, got yeah, a about nice that? win. That was pretty big. They're a four and one team. Or to his brother Maryland. looked like they had lost a Campbell when he was walking off the field. You should absolutely yeah, look like that when you lose to that <laughs> Illinois team in, in Maryland. In Maryland, yeah. They should have rolled that team by 25. Michigan's schedule's been weak so far. Oh. 3-1-4. It has been, but when you give up, what is it, 3, 7, 6, 7, 7, 10, 7? Yeah, they've that's done That's what they've given every up game. every game. Like, that's insane. That's one of the Can best we talk about Colorado State beating Boise State for the first time ever? It was a phenomenal game. It's from Mud Puppy. Doug, you wanted no. to get to it. We have the call. If you want to hear the call. I take a listen. Here you go. <laughs> Doug, you wanted to talk about it. That was a funny call. Well, you're about to hear it. <laughs> At the goal line. Should be the final play of the game. Shotgun snap. Fowler Nicolosi steps up, throws deep in the end zone. Here's the jump ball. Knocked down. Yes! No! It's gone! Holker! He was on the ground! Yes, sir! Dallin Holker! The shoestring catch! And we're tied at 30 apiece with no time on the clock! Oh. I love, okay. dude. That's actually that. That if that's a kid or a st- I don't know what that is. That's, that was the radio call. That's Colorado State. That's pretty uh, good. I don't mind it. Communication department. It was his time to do it. I, that's what I, I felt like it was. But if he that was and he took the reins, that's not a terrible last second call. You're probably not anticipating that catch. I thought they were on the goal line. And then he said he threw it deep in the end zone. It was yeah. a Hail Mary. Okay. Well, what would he say? They're on the goal line because there was like eight. There was like eight players oh. in the end zone trying to catch the same ball. I've been listening to some of the play-by-play calls on Sirius Radio of the baseball playoffs where they give you the local hometown broadcast on some of these and stunned by how monotone and unexcited some of these announcers are for big-time teams. They just act like it's not nothing's going on big at all here. Well, they're old. Make, makes you appreciate I'm not sure how old they yeah, are. Like the young guys. They don't sound like exciting. old. No, it just makes me appreciate what we have in St. Louis and the announcers we have here. Oh, it's not about the age. I mean, the best one, like Harry Carey, you had um, Hawk. I mean, all those guys yeah. were, I mean, Euchre, mm-hmm. those guys were old yeah. doing that, though. I don't mind you being a homer if you're doing your hometown team. In the air, like left field and gone. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what it was like. You, that's that what guy was should like. be fired <laughs> off the spot. I know it was an opposing team hit that. That guy should uh, be gone. I couldn't even tell which team they were broadcasting for. And then at the end, they would say, this is the Arizona Diamondbacks Radio Network. So we'll get excited. You're in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Doug uh, Kimming has declined her mutual option with the Marlins, and she's now a free agent. Okay. That's wild story, think she, too. Think she's on her way to St. Louis? Boston, baby. No. I think it's Boston time? Always. I don't think Yankees are going to do it. I think Boston will. And she brought in, I saw a tweet that the three highest war um, for players on the Marlins were players that she personally got via trade or free agency. I thought that was pretty cool. Who were they? <laughs> Luis Arias or from uh, the Twins. Luis Arias. Oh, yeah, 400, chasing 400. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lorenzano, I think one of their pitchers. Trade Pablo Lopez for him, right? Yeah. Kind of a good trade. 
Lisa Rouse, yeah, he rakes. He looks like Tony Gwynn reincarnated. <laughs> he was hitting rakes. like 408 there. <laughs> I know. He's won the batting title two years in a row. In the air, left field and gone. Yeah, that's what these guys sounded like. Good morning, baseball's boring, and it probably will cease to exist as a professional sport in 20 years. Thanks, Ken's wedding toast. Doubtful. I'm not kidding. It's kind of boring. <laughs> They're like, the speeding up the pitch clock can change everything. It still doesn't entice a, a very casual fan like myself, but it, that, that helped a ton. Who yeah. won the Houston game last night? The Rangers. Yeah, they... Behind Jordan Montgomery, six and a third scoreless innings. Deuces. Straz! <laughs> Ghosting them like an okay Cupid Halloween party. John Stamos, <laughs> full house, get him out of there, baby! Steven awesome. Strasburg asked for his credit card info and a spam email message. Let's go fishing with a PH. <laughs> See, I much prefer that nah, in the would, deadpan broadcasting would, that I've been hearing. I would yeah. take 30 of those guys every day of the week. There's not an MLB team that would hire that. <laughs> an MLS team did. Sneak a live cat through a TSA pre-check point. The fact that he actually did the cat hissing shows how much he wants it. He doesn't yeah. want it. He wants it badly. Uh, what do I want, Doug? I'll tell you exactly what I want. What? I want C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs yeah. to represent me. That's what oh, I want. Sure C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs. Longo Biggs. They're TMA listeners. They are local. They're right here in the St. Louis area. They grew up here. They care about their reputation, and so they're going to handle your case. If you were injured in an accident... Things can spiral out of control quickly. You might have medical bills piling up. You might not be able to work or provide for your family, and you're probably getting the runaround from the insurance company you've been talking to. Do not fight this fight alone. That's where Longo Biggs comes into play. That's C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm, and they'll take all the complication and hassle out of your injury claims. C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs are trial lawyers, meaning they won't settle if there's an obstacle or complication in your case. Uh, just go to longobigs.com. It's Longo Biggs Injury Law. They accept personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. And you also should take some time to think about it. Think okay. about getting your work in with the weather being this nice at Family Golf and Learning Center. Family Golf, home of the hit and giggle from a couple weeks ago where Iggy did it yet again with a 238 yard drive. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, the short game area, Doug. The greatest. Now you've seen it. Now you mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're working. at a super fancy country club. Oh, I love that place. Maybe I'll get out there today. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I love it. It's Family Golf and Learning Center. And when the weather does get cold, that doesn't mean you shut it down. That means you go inside and start dialing in your clubs. Maybe you're making a swing change. Now is the time to do it. Get your numbers on the simulator. I love the simulator and being able to get all of that information. It's Family Golf and Learning Center. FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf. We make St. Louis better at golf. Send your emails in for our design air heating and cooling email today. It comes your way in about an hour. In about an hour and 20 minutes, Jackson and I are going to our asses rip for an hour. Mm. Uh, I don't know what they won't be happy about. What do you think they won't be happy about, Jackson? I didn't watch the Blues game on Saturday. No. Oh. You didn't see any of it. Uh, I mean, I would turn my head when, like, the Missouri game was in a brief respite to see what was going you on. turned your head. That's mm. the best you could do, Pale. <laughs> Yeah, because I also I had action on the USC Notre Dame game. Oh god! I had to watch Caleb Williams keep throwing picks, <clears throat> and then I saw I was trying to watch North Carolina and Miami as well. Oh, you were you had you had action on that? No, I just uh, I'm interested in the because I I can smell a Drake May Caleb Williams debate come uh, NFL 
draft season. I kind of want to get my stance ready. Don't forget about Bo Nix. Yeah, and I think I think Drake May is probably your uh, your darling in that sense. Yeah, they started to make a game, but they cut it to ten, and then ninety-nine yard kickoff return. Oh, for Notre Dame USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brutal. Any time that USC looked like they had life, Notre Dame quickly edged that out. Here, here's a little something for uh, degenerate gamblers to look into: when a school gets a chance against a blue blood on a Saturday night, when all the attention is on them, and then how they come out the following week if they're able to get that win. Louisville beat what I still think is a really good Notre Dame team, but I realize they have two losses and are now, you know, they're out of it. But, uh, and then what does Louisville do, Doug? Oh, they take on the very dangerous Pitt Panthers. No, oh, gosh. And they lose by 17. I recall Missouri, the game that many still cite as one of the best atmospheres at Faroe Field with college game day there in the morning. They beat Oklahoma. And what happens the next week? They get hammered by Nebraska and Lincoln. It's just, uh, you know, how often can you keep that high going before as an 18 to 23-year-old, there's, you know, you just psychologically, you, you miss a spot. And that's what I was wondering at the start of the Missouri game. I'm like, man, I guess they had all their eggs in the basket of the LSU game, and now they're just, they're having a letdown. And that's why what they did starting in the second quarter was so incredible because it was an absolute, complete reversal of what it looked like. So I wonder about that psychologically. You know, like Washington this week gets Arizona State. There may be a letdown there. Arizona State is terrible, so I don't know about a loss. But when these schools that are usually not in the mix get a chance to play one of the Blue Bloods and everything is geared up toward it, what happens when they play a decent team the following week in the letdown factor? The letdown factor is a real thing is what my theory That's my master's thesis. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see how that plays out. I guess we will. doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of interest in <laughs> seeing it playing out. Be real transparent with everybody. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Doug, here is uh, the radio call of, uh, or no, this is Deion Sanders following Friday night, losing oh, okay. a 29 to nothing lead and then losing in double overtime to, was Stanford undefeated? I don't believe so. No, I think they had had one win. Oh, okay. worst team in football that I saw in the first half. Here you go. Hit the lever policy. What I just said in the locker room to the team is they got to make up in their mind, are they in love with this game or are they in like with it? Because when you love something, you give to it unconditionally. You give everything you got. Without a shadow of a doubt, I am truly 100% in love with this thing. And I just want people to match me. Just match my passion. Match my match my heart, match my love, match my consistency, just match my mannerisms, just match every darn thing I give to this game. <laughs> this isn't the problem, and I love Dion. I think this is the other side of the coin when it comes to 
you know, the publicity, good or bad, that they have because players were, like, Instagramming, like, merchandise at halftime of the game is what I was Colorado players? Colorado were, players were. So, like... Trying to sell products? No, just trying to, like, yeah, I, th- I think getting paid for, like, you know, to tweet out a product. Like, every, oh, every yeah. athlete and every celebrity has deals yeah. like that. But, like, we, when you want to have fun, it's, it's cool as hell. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a Dion Colorado guy. But this is the other side of the coin to where you go tw- up 29 nothing. You don't care at all. You're at halftime chilling, and you just get housed in the second half. Well, it's just coaching. That's why I, don't, I don't know. I don't think he's a very good coach. I mean, I saw – I watched on the sideline. I mean, I love Dion, and I think he's great for football, what he's doing. I mean, there's millions of people watching his games where they won one game last year. But they played three good teams, and they've lost three games. Um, but he's, his microphone is never by his mouth. It's always he's got the gold headsets on, but the microphone's always up by his hat, so he's not talking to anybody. Now I know you have a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, but you still you need to participate. I don't see him talking throughout the whole game, and when he said it in his press conference last night or Friday night, I knew at halftime we were in trouble. What? You're up twenty nine to nothing. When, when did you know you were in trouble? Yeah, that's not a lot of trouble. And, and there's another play. Somebody asked him about a play. He goes. He goes, what did the replay show? I want to see the replay. I know, I know what it, I know what happened. I just want to see the replay. What did they have? What do you care about the replay? He asked you a question. What you thought of it? You, you don't know what he's talking about. That's why you're asking for to see the replay because you don't know the play he's talking about. Hmm. I mean, it's just. It does seem to be all about him. Yeah, it does. We lost because they don't have the love of the game like I do. I agree. It. He does like to circle in and blame a lot of players. <laughs> Stanford also played really well in the second half. Yeah, the receiver had 260 well, yards receiving. Going into half, the, the quarterback had 32 yards passing. Yeah. He threw for 400. I mean, it was the worst team I've seen in college football all year. I think they had six yards rushing and 33 yards passing. And they score 47 points in the fourth quarter? <laughs> Travis Hunter was kind of getting cooked on defense. Obviously, he got mossed, but like he, he was out of position a lot. Like you like that he got mossed? I don't even know what moss means. Yeah, he needs to jump over the guy on. and catch over their head. He literally caught on the why back of his call, helmet. Why would you say he got moss? Randy Moss. Oh, that that is like that's like nomenclature, known nomenclature around football when someone Doug gets doesn't mossed. know ball. No, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, more Brian not happy, and I, I'm sure it has something to do with the Colts. Are you watching him the entire game? How do you know it's just when the TV cameras show him? Also, his team could have had bad attitudes at halftime, hence the bad feeling. Finally, the replay thing isn't that strange. Coaches say that all the time, and it makes sense. Better to be sure than to be wrong. Brian Henschen, Colts. I don't know that he knows ball. Well, I, mean, I can just go by what I see. Yeah. They show him well if you watch the game. They show him every two seconds. It's basically the primetime show. Um... But, I mean, they, they had one play where he threw a pick. And he's walking down the sidelines. That's when you put the things in. What covers are you looking at? You know, what did you have him in there? You know, what play did you call? You know, you're talking. Would you rather see repeat? So I saw him on the sidelines at least 25 times yeah. during the game. And he never had the microphone in front of him. The guy who was so bad at gambling on football that he had to take his ball and go home in the middle of the Pick 6 podcast is now giving his takes on who's good and who's not. Mm. That's a Mr. Slade. Gosh. What does my gambling have to do with me making observations? I don't know. If that's the case, then I shouldn't talk at all because I'm a bad gambler. 
I won 50 cents on my DraftKings team this week. Ooh, so. congratulations. Did you have Tommy Kim? That'll shut up the haters. <laughs> no, I JT Poston. And Adam Long, who had a good week. He was only owned by, like, 1% of the people. Look at that. Sharp play. Game uh, theory season. you're even here right now. You should have booked your trip to Cabo. <laughs> and then I won 50 cents on my NFL team yesterday. Oh, Doug. Unrelatable. Everybody's I, unrelatable uh, now. I, I uh, played, Cardinal scored well, six runs. I played the, I played the dollar game pop. with a chance to win 1,000 if I get lucky. So I played a dollar just to give me something to look at. And, uh, mm-hmm. Got uh, one by a half a point. Cash by half a point. That's nice. Ken criticizing a college football team when he doesn't even watch his local college football team is the epitome of grandstanding. Back oh. to having self-sex, you rotting avocado. Oh. Doug, that's from the Warson Woods wacko. Yeah. And he took the plow hawk out. Well, I watched so, every Mizzou right. game. So yeah, you rotting that's, avocado. That's my local team. I haven't watched many other local teams play. You don't watch Truman State, do you? No, I don't. No. Ass. Well, I <laughs> You're a horse's ass for not watching. Well, if I knew Schrader play there, I might have. I know. You're going to make guys like that playing. No, so I, 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 why can't I make observations of teams that I've seen play? Well, you know, can't. Wacko, why can't he make observations? Yeah, but, sure. I was going to ask, would you rather see repeated cutaways of Deion Sanders or Taylor Swift? Yeah, it's about the same. Deion, all day long. Again, I have no problem with it. I mean, what the hell? What does it care if you show up there? She obviously knows nothing about football. How, how do you know that? Uh, she... You get a three-yard pass, and she's up there banging on the glass. I mean, I'm with Iggy on that. Like, they would do, like, a 10-yard slant pattern at, like, their own 20-yard line, and it would be like they almost won the Super Bowl. She probably feels like she has to act like that, knowing that she's constantly on camera. Well, it feels like it's a stage relationship, so, yeah, I'm sure she's she been, had that Yeah, like she's been that. doing that a long time, even at, the like, the <clears throat> Grammys where she's out there fake dancing with her friends. <laughs> okay, don't do that again. <laughs> You know, cameras on me. Let's dance. CZ. I've never heard anyone. Pessimism has embittered y'all. Maybe they're just happy people in their lives. They yeah. are. I'm not like Jackson was at Barney's. I s- yeah. How people s- live? I said I have no, no problem with it. I mean, she's not hurting anybody for these people that quit showing her. It's a football game. What do you care? They're going to show her. They're going to show somebody else in the stands. They're going to show the guys walking back to the huddle. What do you care what they're showing? Fans in the stands. Clapping their hands. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's an it's entertainment like, product, and if they think that makes it more entertaining, that's what they're going to do. Just like I have no problem with Lexi Thompson playing in the event. <laughs> Back to her. Back to our lead story. Well, people are making a huge deal. Uh, we let, let her play. Uh, Why but, did they let her in? They just got a sponsor exemption because nobody's going to watch We're that back tournament. Back to Lexi Thompson, our lead story. Oh, nobody's going to watch that tournament unless she's in there. I mean, I don't think anybody watched it anyways. <laughs> the only, well, the only people watching were watching her. The only galleries that were out there were following her. Um, waiting for her to f up. I would assume most of them who they were no, watching online were waiting for that. No, there are a lot of young kids out there. A lot of girls out there watching. So she did something. And she got that exemption because she's attractive. She's a female, and, and the sponsors knew that they'd watch, and nobody's going to watch that tournament unless she's... But they would watch because she's attractive. Well, I don't know. Attractiveness is... Because she's not the best player on the LPGA Tour. No, she's one of the most popular. Most marketable, Most well-known. I had an opportunity to go uh, into the NFL and didn't. Yeah. You that was the only chance I had to go in and didn't go. And when I take a pay cut to go, which was hard to do at that time. I like the tone he took during the pay cut portion of that. Hired him voice up. And he'll probably look like he probably slapped him in the face. You know, it, could be, it could be true if I he was as big as what he was. I absolutely believe it was true. Yeah. As dumb as it is, I guess he was probably going to be like an analyst for the Giants or Jets, like a stat guy. Probably. And maybe make, uh, I don't even know, that would pay a few hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And he's up there making $5 million a year. 
But it also makes <laughs> but it, it sounds. Mm-hmm. I, I, if you're telling that story, you have to go. Hey, I realize this sounds ridiculous. Sounds like they wanted to run the franchise. And it's so casual, as if like he's gonna be the starting tight end of the Giants. Mm-hmm. Not have to take a pay cut. <laughs> I know, thought it sounded like, like he was gonna be the GM or the if one of the coaches. I think director of communications probably. I doubt that. <laughs> that's well, that a lot been, of work. Would have been a pay cut. But again, Lexi, almost anything would be a pay cut unless you're a player. Yeah, if you're making that kind of money, what he was making. But the Lexi Thompson thing, I had no problem with. I just don't agree. Every tweet I saw, every article I saw, historic. There's nothing historic no about it. Lexi Thompson. No, it isn't. It's not she's historic. The eighth person, she's the eighth person. She's the eighth female to play. And even if she made the cut, I don't want to miss historic because I think Babe, Babe, uh, Babe Dietrichson Saharius made a cut <laughs> back in the 40s when she played. So she, she wouldn't have been the first one to make a cut in it. PGA Tour. So that wouldn't have been history. There was no history at all no. in this thing. It only counts what the producers can remember. In their lifetime, it only counts. I don't watch any of it. But... Well, why didn't you watch it? Oh, I wasn't interested. Well, why do you keep bringing her name up then? Because that's all I saw over the weekend was Lexi Thompson, history, history, oh. history, close to history, close to history. Oh, she almost made the cut. No, she didn't. She missed my three shots. No. When she plays in a qualifier and, and wins that and then plays in a tournament and wins in the Scores in the top 10, top 20, that's history. Yeah. But to just buy your way in, that's not, that's well, not history that matters. Our term that... Well, I understand that, but it doesn't make it particularly meaningful. It was either that or they're going to give it to some college kid from Vegas who had no shot either, so what does it matter? No, didn't it... take a spot away from anybody unless they were going to give it to somebody who's on the bubble <clears throat> for the 125, which yeah. they weren't. They were Someone all... who's worked their whole life to try to get but there. But they're all in the field anyway. Normally those sponsors exemptions are given to college kids in that area who are known in Vegas or wherever the tournament's from who has no shot at making a cut anyway. Not one single person who listens to this show, watches, or cares anything about the LPGA. Well, it was a PGA Tour event, so we weren't talking about the LPGA, and I guarantee you there's one person out there that cares what we talked about. There's a female out there saying good for her or glad you talked about it. Shut up! Get off your couch and quit harassing women at Notre Dame games. <laughs> Maximum security at Delmar Gardens with a ball gag, please. That's from the Shrewsbury mm. Seat Snipper. Are you harassing women in South Bend? She posts on her Facebook Jen Whalen, you said I responded. And she's DM'd me like eight times in the last three weeks. God, she will not God. leave you alone. No, there were legitimate questions about... You know, our IT stuff, what we do. I guess she was trying to find out if she could help in any way. But So the first person you go to is Ken Stroke. Yeah, yeah. go to me first when it comes to IT. You think she, maybe she has other alternative motives? No, not at all. God forbid. And then, and then I was, I, I don't no, know why I'm... pretty sh- slick. No, I don't know why I'm shocked by this. But <laughs> Learn posted okay. a, bunch of old pic- a bunch of old pictures of herself. Uh, from How high you, school, college, some other stuff. <laughs> well, I'm friends with her, and it pops up. Um, and she did something on Instagram with like 12 different pictures of the different eras. And there was one I just, I just, I just uh, commented adorbs. Oh gosh, you have to know you're gonna get killed for that. Totes ador- adorbs. <laughs> totes adorbs. I left the totes off. Just adorbs. Um, okay. But but I mean, why would people be? Be upset or care if I respond to one of her posts. I mean, isn't that what you do when you see a post you like? You comment on it. She had like 38 comments. I think eight of them were about me. Knew this was coming. 
I just scrolled down to find Stroh's response. What a shock Strode responded. She can't stop thinking about you. Only had to go down one to see Strode. <laughs> mm. I mean, why do you care what I do? I mean, isn't that the whole point when a friend posts something and you like it or you comment on it? That's what they post it for, hoping people will like their com like their post or maybe comment on it? Probably so, yeah. Well, why is it people care what I do? Could be the creep factor. There were more, there were mo more comments about me than about her. Yeah. It's kind of That's a win for you. No, it's not a win for me. It's embarrassing. Can someone hit him with a trank dart? <laughs> Stop. 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 May I join you? <laughs> Looks like those were AI-generated images that actually were in high school. I, I don't know. She said, here's various pictures of me. How can it says AI learn AI learn in high school. I don't even know what AI is. Artificial <laughs> intelligence. Scoop that up. <laughs> You've never heard of AI? I do, but I don't know what it is. I always said AI was you fake somebody's voice. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, but it's much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I, was, I, I, I delete these spams, and they still leave messages. We really have to find some weekend friends for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's as sad as it is awful to listen to each Monday. Make it stop! Oh. It's from Arbor Day, and he's is, had enough. What is sad about it? <laughs> we, we, I've talked about Mizzou. I've talked about Lexi Thompson playing on the PGA Tour. You talked about harassing a young gal at the Notre Dame game? No, uh, somebody brought that up. I didn't. Oh. Somebody brought up? Somebody said Iggy's harassing people in Notre Dame. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. Somebody texted it in. Well, no, didn't you say you texted somebody who was at the Notre no, Dame game? No, I responded to her post that she was at the game, and I said, you get to see the best quarterback in college football. Okay. Again, just a comment on a Facebook page. That's God fair. God forbid I comment on something. No, that's fair. Ah, hitting on that hot girl. No, uh. I was commenting. Ah. <laughs> Well, you get out. You get the next hour off with me. You got James Carl. Can we stop. <laughs> I was actually no, wondering if the no mic stopped. Stop. Yeah, Mitch McConnell moment. So I mean, if you want to go on there and you know talk about Giambi or anybody else, no, they, know they know what's coming. Mike Long Beach, what's up, Mike? <laughs> they know what's coming up next hour. So they don't get me. You got Mizzou talk next hour. Yeah. James is coming in. He sits in my seat. I go out there. What do you do when you're out there? I don't know. A golf rifle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this guy was literally asleep 35 minutes ago while Tim was talking. Would anyone say anything if Plowsy just potted him down and we all feel like we could hear him? Hello, la, la, la. <laughs> all right, so we got a bunch of idiots today to start us off. Uh, Pete, what's up, Pete? Let's try you. See if you're going to make it any better. Look, I don't, Pete. I don't sit there and make fun of you guys. You sit there and take screenshots of the YouTube channel and post them on the text inbox. I can see one from here. <laughs> Herb's hog. <laughs> so what? I'm looking at the camera, which I'm looking at the screen, which happens to be the I camera. I think the theory was that you were asleep. <laughs> I wasn't asleep. You sound like a fan. You've never fallen asleep on the radio, have you? I think every one of, I know Doug, you, I think we all eventually have. I think I definitely have. You uh, falling asleep on live radio? Mm hmm Just for like a minute, minute and a half. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> feels I don't like think I minutes. have. KG in O-Town writes, wow. Nice comment. Okay. <laughs> That'll help grow the conversation. <laughs> yes. Your left eye was 1,000% closed. That's from Herb's Hog. Now, what about the right eye? You ever sleep with one eye closed and one eye open? I never do. I can't uh, do that. I tend to shut them both. 
Do you choose to leave the studio when someone comes in? That's from Zach's wife, Gully. I'm sure I do. Because there is another chair over there in the corner. Yeah, you were in there. when we had the uh, microphone. Erica and Drew swings. That's right. right. Well, I was going to step out for that one, too. But... No, you couldn't have missed I just, that one. I let our guests take over, let them have my chair and... You don't need me in here talking Mizzou. That's he's in there talking Mizzou. Well, I just think the gray and the pink would pop. Uh, we certainly needed you to talk swinging. <laughs> Have you seen any of Eric and Drew's work? Uh, yeah. Oh, how was it? Uh, I really don't want to comment. Wow, dog. What in the world <laughs> does that mean? A rare no comment. I what? want to ask how long after you left here. That day, did you pop up their material? And I don't think it matters. I just didn't know if you went home immediately or did you have like no, actually, lunch? I saw some the day before just to get ready for her, her appearance. <laughs> oh, show prep. <laughs> um, no, she's very attractive. How awesome would it be to be playing and hear what people watch out there? Awesome. I still think she's, I, I just don't, no, she's she sounds like, so young. She's like 30-something. Maybe later. Maybe. Have you contacted later. them about appearing in one of their videos? You expect to? No, I said it. I said it on the air, and they can get a hold of me if they want to do that. Yeah. No, you participating. Go see your no. Agent. Participating. No, I said I would just sit there with clothes on and be berated if you like. May I join you? <laughs> <laughs> but you would join them if if they asked you, wouldn't you? As a non-participant, yeah. What does that mean? I don't want to. I don't want to have sex with them. You don't have sex with her? No, not with him, too. Uh, he's not, not the, he's not the kind of... You both. <laughs> he's not the kind that's going to sit there and watch. Well, how do you know he won't become the cuckold? No, he participates. No, if you want me to watch and just have a little fun with it... I think they want you to participate. Be a little cameo for me in the corner. Get you some viewers. A cameo? Uh, you think that would draw the viewers in? A shot of you <laughs> oh, sitting I'm, in the chair? I'm sure a lot of people pay the 10, 20 bucks... A month just to see me sitting in a corner with my clothes on. It you cross your guest. legs. Sucking my thumb, getting Ooh. berated. Guest appearances all across the OnlyFans <laughs> local region. By the way, there were 74 comments on the Learn Post. Two of them were about Iggy. So that was another lie. Tries to make everything about himself. That's from the reluctant cuck. Yeah, I try to make it about myself. Well, now I got to There were more than two. two. I got to go open up Learn's Facebook. Yeah, that's what that's, you go back and search. And, all right, I better count them. I, how many Ziggy? I'm going to go through 74 to see how many Yiggy did. What kind of a life is that? Yeah, that's not much of a Reluctant life. Cuck, you want to call in? I know Gabe is going to call in. He's presented by James Carlton. It's coming your way next. Along with the design, air, heating, and cooling email today, Jackson and I head down the hallway. We're going to deal with it. We'll be fine. We'll mm -hmm. be fine. Won't be easy. Will not be easy. You're right about that. But Jeremy Rutherford will be with us at uh, 1045 to help us get through it. Plus the Little Piddles weekend wrap-up presented by Angry Beaver. There is your captain's log for the next two hours. Here with TMA and Balloon Party uh, from the Global Studio.